It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I don't know if you follow along with globalnews.ca, but if you haven't seen this story, I encourage you to go and check it out. It's a story about Lake Ontario and the so-called Bermuda Triangle, known locally as the Marysburg Vortex on Lake Ontario. It's been trending all week long on globalnews.ca, and it is a ripping good yarn. I'm telling you, it's all full of all the fun stuff with these kinds of stories. Planes dropping out of the sky, ghost ships, unexplained shipwrecks, objects in the sky. There's some pretty interesting stories. Very, very cool. And to some people, unexplained. But is there an explanation? When you take a look at the number of incidents that have taken place in this portion of Lake Ontario, it is much higher than anywhere else in Lake Ontario. Officially, the official database records 270 shipwrecks in the so-called Marysburg Vortex, but locals believe it's probably closer to 500 because that's not uh, a complete assessment of the situation. Uh, 40 plane crashes in that area. And as I said, in addition, um, other things that appear in the sky, mirage-like things, all kinds of different stories coming from this portion of Lake Ontario. So... Of course, when there's anything unexplained, the instant answer is it's like the Bermuda Triangle. There's actually more shipwrecks in this part of Lake Ontario than in the infamous Bermuda Triangle. So it's an interesting discussion, and we're going to continue it right now with Mark Sagan, who is an Ontario historian and a lighthouse preservation advocate. Uh, Mark, thanks for taking some time with us this morning. Well, good morning. It's an interesting story. It's a lot of fun to read. It's pretty fascinating, but is it real, Mark? Well, it's really what you're talking about, Shay. It's just a lot of folklore, yep. legend. There's really nothing supernatural or extraterrestrial going on here. These are, uh, as far as the the shipwrecks are concerned, I can't speak to the uh, to anything that's going on in in the air with yeah, airplanes. Yeah. But as far as the shipwrecks, certainly this area was known as the graveyard of Lake Ontario. There were Many, many shipwrecks. Um, there were of the the number that you quoted. Uh, many of those were were ships that were severely damaged, um, but a lot of them uh, survived. There, but there, nevertheless, there were still you know eighty that we know of that just sunk, um, and there are probably twice that number that that we that we don't know of. That uh, that that disappeared, but for the most part, I would say you know this these were all natural causes. There were a lot of perils in uh, this area of eastern Lake Ontario. Yeah, I mean there are some natural explanations for why ships sink more often there, right? Sure, there's there's weather, there's uh, issues of geography, the hydrography of the area, the geology, um, the issue that even that ship construction back in the 19th sure. century when most of these ships uh, disappeared. They were made out of wood, and they were sailing ships. So when a big storm came up, they had limited control over where they were going or how they were getting there. They were they were you know pushed by the wind. Um, you know later in the in the century, and certainly into the twentieth century, when there were fewer ships uh, 
sailing on on the on the uh, Great Lakes and on Lake Ontario. Yeah, um, the ships had, you know, had been for the most part they were now steel construction. Um, navigation was better. They had radio beacons. There were more lighthouses. There was uh, eventually now we have GPS systems. Um, also, you know, something as simple as weather forecasting that really didn't exist in the early 19th century. And so ship captains would start sailing out and they wouldn't have a clue that there was a major storm coming up. And lo and behold, they were in the middle of a storm. They had a wooden ship that was being pushed by the wind to places where they didn't want to go. And then (laughs) the the ship never made it to its destination. It was, it was marked as lost. Sometimes they found some floating wreckage. Sometimes they didn't. So in those cases, they often would say that, well, the ship just sailed through a crack in the lake. (laughs) And you're right. Shipwrecks have reduced dramatically uh, in more modern times. They've gone down. Basically, there was a lot, and you can just watch the trend go down as you say all these advancements came along. So, I mean, that that should tell you something right there. Sure. Um, it's interesting, though. It's fun. And for a guy like you, a, a lighthouse historian and things, and a late, an Ontario historian, it's got to be great fun. These stories are, 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 are a hoot to read. Oh, yeah. You, you look at the stories, and a lot of them are, are well-written by, by, by um, you know, well-known novelists yes. who uh, you know, are great at, at spinning yarns and, and taking these folklores and legends and turning them into stories that, that people want to read. And but the reality is that you know the the facts of you know how and why these ships disappeared, I think, are way more interesting. And when you really look into it, ships like oh, the Bavaria and the the Picton that were highlighted in the Global News story. I mean, if you look at at, at the newspaper reports and the the eyewitness accounts of people who went to salvage these ships. I mean, they, it all it all makes sense. There's really nothing supernatural going on, um, but yeah, you're right. It is it is fun to read, and uh, you know that's what that's what a lot of people like to uh, like to read about this uh, about the fantasy and, and the fiction side of things. Yeah, they are really interesting stories. Hey, Mark, I really appreciate your time this morning. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, you're welcome, Shay. You bet. That is Mark Sagan, who is a Lake Ontario historian and a lighthouse preservation advocate. And just some of the stories, I'll give you an example of one. This is the Bavaria ghost ship, okay? We're talking May 28, 1889. Long time ago, the schooner Bavaria entered the final stretch of its journey hauling timber from Toledo, Ohio to Garden Island, which is near Kingston, Ontario. Uh, It was a part of a trio of ships that were under tow by a steam barge, and no sooner did the boats round the edge of Prince Edward County and they were caught in what Captain Anthony Malone of the Barge described in the papers as, quote, a living gale. Unable to withstand the force of the heavy winds and the mountainous seas, the tow line snapped, sending the Bavaria careening into one of the other schooners. Fearing the worst, Malone circled his ship back to the Bavaria to offer assistance, but there was no one there to assist. The Bavaria appeared to still be in working condition, but the entire crew, including its captain, was missing. Even more mysterious, when the ship ran aground at a nearby island, it was found to be entirely undamaged, save for a missing lifeboat. They call it the ghost ship, the Bavaria ghost ship. Pretty interesting stories. There's all kinds of good stuff. But as as Mark said, and, you know, not to pour cold water over all of this, 
Um, there's usually an explanation for this, and Global News Story goes through it, you know, when talking about some of the strange objects in the sky. A lot of those can be explained, too. Um, but it's fun. It's a good read. Check it out if you have time.